This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And this week, we're going to be speaking about the influences of God on our lives. And I want to start by reading the scripture and ask you to, if you have your Bibles, to turn with us to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 7. And to get a a complete understanding of this verse, I want to read it from three different versions. Starting from the King James Version, Hebrews 6, 7 reads as follows. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and brings forth herbs, H-E-R-B-S, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. The New American Standard reads as follows, For ground that drinks the rain, which often falls upon it, and brings forth vegetation, useful to those for whose sake it is also tilled, receives a blessing from God. And thirdly, I want to read from the Amplified Version, Hebrews 6, verse 7. For the soil which has drunk the rain that repeatedly falls upon it and produces vegetation useful for those for whose benefit it is cultivated partakes of a blessing from God. I just want to add verse 8. But if it yields thorns and thistles or briars, It is worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. So really, Junie, this is an allegory that's comparing our lives and the forming of God's character in us to the growth of vegetation. And what also touches me, Shelley, is the rain that falls into the ground. And, you know, when the ground saturates the rain, it produces vegetation. And I remember years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but you were going to baptize a man who said he was a doctor. And I don't ever remember reading in the Bible at that time what I prophesied at his baptism, which was thorns and thistles Thistles and thorns, thorns and thistles, thistles and thorns. And I remember saying that if his life cried out to God 
to be led by God that he would produce God's life in his life if he was born again, but that if he walked in his own ways, he would produce thorns and thistles, thistles and thorns. And remember, Shelley, we found out that this man had, uh, well, after he stole the car from a woman, we found out that he had come out of jail and ultimately a young boy that he seduced wound up committing suicide. So it was a tragic situation. And I mention it because this is a very important topic, very serious that you added the final verse of thorns and thistles, thistles and thorns, because they get burned. They're lost and they're gone. But the ground of God that saturates in the rain from heaven, that takes in the water of God's word, produces God's life. Really? So you might be wondering, why are we talking about rain and then bringing in the word of God? Well, we'd like to show scriptures because rain in scripture speaks of the word of God, which is, of course, the strongest godly influence that we have in our life and requires a response. For example, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 2, let my teaching drop as rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass and as the showers in the herb. So the rain, rain itself, falling onto the ground is a picture of the word of God coming into our hearts and our spirit. And one of the keys, Junie, not just for the word of God, but for all the influences of God that we're going to talk about this week, the key is, do we desire to receive that which God has for us? If the soil is hard uh, and farrow, it's very difficult for the water to seep into the depths of the soil to bring forth fruit. And so uh, please pay attention to the words of the scriptures this week, because God wants us all to be fruitful. And to really cry out to the Lord to till your soil. In other words, to turn over the hard places in your heart that his word might saturate and might bear fruit in and through your life because the Lord's desire really is that all men should be saved. That's why he came and shed his blood and was our offering for sin. So if you're finding yourself in sin, if you're finding your heart hard, there really is a way back to God to cry out to him, to repent, to change your mind and change your ways and allow his word and his life to saturate the hard ground of your soil. You know, while you were talking, Junie, I just thought the fact that rain is R-A-I-N, but we need to allow the R-E-I-G-N to rule and reign in our lives. And that is the word of God. And to really see and know that Jesus is Malkanu. He is the king. And to allow him to sit on the throne of your heart. Yes, Lord, let it be. So we read from Deuteronomy 32. We'd like to look now at Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. 
For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty or void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Junia, I know this is a pretty familiar scripture, but the significance of it, I don't think we've realized that the picture can clearly be seen as when it rains or snows. Well, we don't know too much about snow in Arizona, but when we lived in Minnesota, we know that when the snow melted, the ground really got saturated. Yes, Shelley, I even know that better than you. Yeah, really. (laughs) We lived on a farm and literally I used to go ankle to calf deep in mud. When Yes, when the snow melted. But this is a picture of what our life should be like. Do we desire to be saturated with the word of God? Because, you know, the word of God also says all good and perfect gifts come down from above. And that's where the word of God comes. Of course, we read it in scripture. But all good and perfect gifts come down from above. God is our rainmaker. That's something that comes down from above. Are we desirous of receiving all that God has for us in his word that brings life? And another, uh, what, allegory is seeing that water and the spirit of God is uh, comparable uh, we see that in the beginning was the was uh, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And so to see that water and what that does to the earth is what God's Spirit and God's word will yes. do to our heart if we really bring it in, allow it to change us and to saturate what is not of God. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to read James chapter 1, verse 18. James 1, verse 18. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we might be, as it were, the first fruits among his creatures. Junie, so what an encouragement that uh, God's word, which birthed us, the word of truth, that me, we might be, as it were, the first fruits among his creatures. When the rain comes and the earth, saturate, the earth is saturated, fruit comes forth. When the word is given to us, it's the word that birthed us. We are the first fruits of his creation. It really is amazing, Shelley, because Jesus himself is the first fruit. Yes. Uh, He was resurrected from the dead. And not only was he resurrected, but he was our offering. It was through his blood that we are saved. So when we allow the life of God in us to reign, to really think the resurrected life of the Messiah, we become the first fruits of his creation because we allow 
we yes. walk in his footsteps and his life then becomes our life. And what a treasure that is, Shelley. No matter what we have to face, no matter how difficult the times might be, his life has resurrection yes, and purpose. And you know, Shelley, purpose has power. Amen. And so when our uh, life is lost and his life is found in us, we become his first fruits. Amen. It's glorious. So to be fruitful, there must be the drinking in of the rain from heaven. And if there is fruitfulness, it results, as the word of God says at the end of verse 7, the blessing of God. And there are only two kinds of soil. One brings forth vegetation and fruit. The other brings forth thorns and thistles, which ends up being burned. And this is, the, this is a picture of who we are. So I want to close by asking this question. How eager are you to receive the divine influence of the word of God in your life? Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that the word became flesh. Thank you, Lord. And thank you that we have the written word to live by because your word says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth thank of you, God. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I pray for Junie and me, and I pray for every one of our listeners that they would see the word as rain and desire to be saturated with that word, which will bring forth fruit and a blessing from God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box. 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 That's P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyandJuneVolk.com That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.